0: They're literally on our backs. We're carrying We're the going weight of them I'm like, We're going Woo-hoo! on a trip. We're going a trip. Come on, everybody. Jump on. Like Nobody invited you. I don't care. I'm coming anyway. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. If you like what you hear, sign up for more support with meeting your needs with your weekly universal needs notes at universalneeds.com. and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing good. Um, on the tail end of, I want to say recovering from a concert, because there wasn't really <laughs> recovering, but just a late night, a concert that uh, ended up being like four, four and a half hours, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're planning to be, like, in bed at 9 and 10.30 <laughs> rolls around and you're like, I'm still at the concert, having a damn good time. But, right. Uh, yeah, so I'm just a little bit, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> my expectations for uh, the last 24 hours were a little different. <laughs> so I'm just kind of maneuvering as I can. The emotional
0: experience, expression, met well foundation function a little less so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so just making sure I find the balance today. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm like getting ready for my vacation right now and I'm uh, I'm I've got most of my packing done like several days in advance which i know it's an alien concept to you <laughs> this is,
1: yeah so. i may usually i actually the next trip i well maybe not the next trip i go on but definitely the trip after i'm going to do some
0: pre-packing Ooh, <laughs> look at you doing it different but yeah i feel good because i'm like this stuff like, i can't get done until the last minute but like it's a lot that i've been able to do ahead in time and i'm like oh that feels really good so Progress and we made some progress this morning on some stuff that's been hanging around for a while. I'm like, oh, this is feels good. I like it. I One like step it. in front of the other. Baby steps, baby steps. Um so today we are talking about this concept of <laughs> did you just jump <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Um Serena just managed to spit water all over herself. Yeah, so went me. everywhere.
1: <laughs> the first step the first step. Yeah, the first sip of a new can of seltzer, this tends to happen more than i uh, like to admit <laughs> but that if you are um with us on patreon um that was cute right
0: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so classy it was such a good look I'm <laughs> um, a classy broad what can i say uh-huh. what can i say so um are we good can I carry on? Who the fuck knows <laughs> at
1: this point? Let's carry on and then I'll, I'll figure see what out happens. if I'm good.
0: <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the concept of rising above it and how rising have beho- rising beho- it. Yes. Like Ooh. It's, it's like a behover. <laughs> I have no idea right now. How rising have. Beho- <laughs> I've got to do that again. How rising above it, it's really not that difficult, Claire, <laughs> actually can tend to bite you in the ass. Um, because so often the rising behavior. Oh my god! What is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just <laughs> rising. <it out>. Go. <laughs> there we go. Okay. There we go. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I told you I was on fire today. Rising above it, she says. <clears throat> yay! Got a little round of applause. Is tends to be actually bypassing what it is that's going on in some way, shape, or form. Now, it might be that you're ignoring it. It might be that you're um, distracting from it. It might be that you're trying to pretend that it's not there. It could be a number of different things. And sometimes we sometimes do it to try and get other needs met as well where we're sacrificing some needs for another. What?
1: I just had the thought that uh, I'm totally jumping in with something that may... Jump right ahead.
0: um,
1: When people are saying, oh, you need to, I feel like people that they kind of will talk about it a little bit in a little bit, the toxic positivity aspect Mm -hmm. of this phrase. But when people are saying this, a lot of times it can be self-serving. Like, oh, yeah, you need to rise above it so that you don't compromise my needs by reacting to it. Or so you
0: don't hold me accountable for the bullshit I've just done.
1: I've never,
0: I've never heard that happen. (laughs) Except for all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those, you're absolutely right. Yeah, sometimes people do it to try to, um, it depends whether you're saying you're doing it yourself or you're trying to get somebody else mm-hmm. to do it. Um, and the needs that this can be trying to meet are different depending on the circumstances. But so often when we are upset about something, it's worth kind of checking in. I mean, the thing about it is, I would say that rising above it, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to say something that may be slightly controversial now. I'm going to say, I don't think it is ever a good idea to rise above it. I'm getting a slow nod from the other side of the, uh, that's what the silence is. Yeah,
1: holy shit.
0: (laughs) Well, shit. (laughs) Well, shit.
1: It's almost like that's what this podcast is called, Um, right? We we should consider that for a name. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're right because you're not honoring where it's at.
0: The thing about it is is that if something is bothering you, it's for one of two reasons. Either it's because you have a wound trigger or something and you are not responding to what's happening in front of you. You are having a a reaction which is actually triggered to a past wound or wounds that have compounded over time. Now, if that is the situation, then rising above it is almost like pretending it's not happening. So you're not actually getting the information about, hold on, there's a wound here. And if you don't address it, this thing's going to keep happening over and over again. And it will actually get in the way of our healing to quote unquote, rise above it. If you are upset by something because somebody has genuinely harmed you, then rising above it, again, is going to invalidate your experience. Like, it's a way of bypassing your experience. Now, what I'm saying, I'm not saying within this that you always have to confront the situation. That's a different thing. What I'm saying is, is that it's so important for you to process how you feel rather than bypass it. Now, it may be that you process how you feel and you decide, actually, I want to hold this other person accountable. That's part of my healing around this thing that's happened to me. I'm going to hold this person accountable, and that is something that is part of my um, part of my process. It may be that you say that you feel actually for whatever reason, maybe you're you've been in a I'm thinking about a a situation I've been in when I've been in a toxic relationship for a very long time and an an abusive relationship for a period of time that um, it wouldn't be in my best interest it wouldn't serve me it wouldn't be safe it would compromise my needs to address it with this person but actually what I can do is I can process how I feel and allow myself to go through the experience rather than trying to bypass around it. And it doesn't matter which way we try and bypass around it. We can try to go above it. We can try go around it. We can try to go below it. The thing about it, it's always going to be there. And what we do is we compromise our trunk needs. Uh, in terms of emotions and self-empathy when we try to quote-unquote rise above it we're not acknowledging how we feel about it and how we feel is valid even if how we feel be is valid because of this past wounding it might not be that we're how we're feeling is about what's the situation in front of us but we still have these valid feelings about what has happened to us in the past and that's something that needs to be honored and processed and validated and, and, um, and acknowledged now the interesting thing is if we don't do that these things tend to hang around they'll follow us it'll be like oh shit there's, a, there's like something in the corner oh crap let's pretend it's not there okay oh now it's up there oh oh shit no yeah. okay let's ignore it again and let's pretend it. like it just
1: and every time that that happens and you ignore it it's almost like it gets a friend it's like oh oh there oh now now there's another one
0: and then that's all of a sudden you're surrounded by because what's happening is the thing originally is the unmet need And the continued ignoring of it is you compromising your needs on top of needs on top of needs. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to ignore this thing. So I'm not going to process my emotions and not processing your emotions impacts your needs. So that's its little friend that shows up. And then when, if you don't impact, you don't process those emotions, then that's impacting another set of needs. And that's its other friend. And it's like, before you know it, you've got this like living room full of little things going, uh, hello, are you going to address this at any point? You're like, no, I'm like this. Un- if you're watching on the Patreon, you can see what I'm doing right now. It's like, nope, I'm not, I'm not watching. I'm not looking. An un- ne- there. unmet needs party doesn't sound like any fun. Oh, God, no, <laughs> right? So the thing about it is, is that it's no matter what it is, we need to find a path through it mm-hmm. because it's going to be more easeful in the long run. To move through it so that we don't carry it around. Because these little things, they follow us and they end up sort of like on our backs. And it's like we, we're carrying the weight of them. It's not just that they're hanging out in our house, as annoying as that is, but when we go out and about in the world, they they're literally on our backs. We're carrying we're the weight of them. I'm like, we're going on a trip. Come on, everybody. Jump on. Like Nobody
1: invited you.
0: I don't care. I'm coming anyway. <laughs> You're flying above it. We're coming with you. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's like, it's really important for us to recognize that by, by the, the most, the only way to process these things, the only way to actually release them is to process through them. So allow ourselves to process how we feel, allow ourselves to acknowledge how we feel, allow ourselves to, um, to, to feel how we feel, to express how we feel, not necessarily to the person involved. That doesn't have to be the part of the the equation, but we've talked about the, um, we've done, um, episodes on emotions in the past and how to kind of process difficult emotions, I'll put the uh, episode number in the show notes because I don't remember off the top of my head which one it was but uh, that's such a gift that you give to yourself and so often it can feel like it's the easier path to not deal with it, like to oh so I'm rising above it, I'm rising above it and it's like actually you're not rising above it, it's biting you in the ass and you're carrying it with you and that's a lot of weight when you when you have these people who rise above all the things that's a lot of weight that you end up carrying with you rather than actually just processing it, allowing it through and letting it go.
1: And not allowing it, which then allows it to potentially trigger less. If it happens again, you're able to, I'm thinking of specifically, um, I found rising above it to be very challenging in work situations Mm -hmm. and, you know, you rise above it to get through the work day, to not ruffle the feathers of X, Y, Z Mm -hmm. to, you know, for all the reasons you may rise above it at work. And then finding that when you, when you do rise above it, how, as Claire said, it sticks. But if you don't, like the next time it happens, like at work, things tend to, I could be working on myself and doing my thing, but people are going to come in doing the same bullshit because that's what our culture has conditioned us, to do it's a bunch of bullshit we all regurgitate and (laughs) keep spewing at each other hoping one day it will work yeah but i noticed when i was finally processing through things even the little things that i'm like well okay well i could just rise above this and I'm like no no this bothers me and whether I dress it with myself or dress it with the other person the next time that person comes to me or somebody different comes to me I'm not as raw I'm not as tender I've well uh, because you
0: don't have those unhealed un- un- wounds, wounds that are that we are carrying around with us like all of those things it's like when somebody like if something else happens and it's one of those things we got carrying on our back and then that was that like it's me it's me like this is my thing right and it's like all of a sudden it's not like it becomes bigger like because mm-hmm. it's not just that one thing now. It was like that we didn't deal with the first time. We now got another lot lot of it to deal with as well.
1: It's like you have a cut on your arm and somebody's like, oh, you have a cut. And it's like, yeah, you gave that to me and they're like, well, let me stick my finger in it. And then they come back and do something That just irritates it more and then it compounds. And and
0: they don't know that they're doing that necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily an intentional thing. But then the other thing is that what will end up happening is that by quote-unquote rising above it, by not addressing it with the the person that has has done it, I mean, I said, there are some situations in which it's not safe to do that. And obviously prioritization of your needs, especially your security need, which is way down in the roots of the tree, uh, is obviously of paramount importance. But if we address it with the person that we've had the issue with, it's actually less likely to come up again in the future we actually we might have the conversation once and it saves us 20 examples of when we actually have to go oh god i've got to like this is thing oh they've done it again oh they've done it again it's like by addressing it we actually give the opportunity for us to not have to deal with it again in the future but by rising above it, we don't address it. That person may not know that the thing that they've done is not okay. They may not know that they've crossed a boundary. And unless we let them know they've crossed a boundary, there's very little chance they're going to do anything different going forward. So this is one of those things that I think that I, I see a lot in, um, in especially, in, it's a great example, as Serena said, of this toxic positivity, where it's like, oh, look, everything's fine. And in our culture it has been sort of designating that rising above it like even just how that's positioned like a being above it like it seems like it's this good character trait like it's a um, it's a virtue to rise above things and so what but what ends up happening is that so people end up trying to convince themselves that they're rising above it they're not actually rising above everything they're just ignoring it repressing it and trying to pretend that it's not there and they're trying to be perceived by other people as oh look they're rising above it aren't they a good person trying to get their value need met just saying um and so what ends up happening is that they're trying to be this and they're trying to convince themselves in this your body doesn't lie, and your body doesn't. I mean, your brain could be like, "Oh, look, look at us rising above! Aren't we awesome?" And your emotional body is like, "Uh, what now?" Uh, <laughs> so, sorry, you, sorry, you said we're doing what? Like, that's not that's not what's happening down here, pal. Can you? Can I don't you, feel awesome. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't feel awesome in any way, shape, or form. In fact, that, we're not rising above everything. We're right in the thick of it right now. And and that's the thing is that so often we're so we're trying so hard to be the person who we think that we are supposed to be or think the pers the person who we think that everybody will like so our needs will be better met that we end up not honoring ourselves and we end up creating this internal conflict, where it's like there's the brain saying one thing, the body is saying something entirely different. The brain's like, shut up, not listening. It's like, okay, let's just carry on. It's like, no, no. And the the the, the emotional body's like, uh, hello, um, no, hold on. There's something down here we need to deal with. The brain's like, sorry, oh sorry, I didn't hear you. Um, try me later I'm, I'm sorry I'm busy right now I, I sorry what were you saying and it kind of carries on and it really is very debilitating especially when you understand the links between the emotional body and the physical body because this can actually cause some real um, real challenges situations if you haven't looked at it I, I highly recommend um, looking at John Sarno's Dr. John Sarno's work um, where he talks about the um, the link between the emotional body and the um, physical body I know that his his work can sometimes be a little bit dry. There's actually a, a book that I recommend um, called uh, The Great Pain Deception, Deception, by I think... By Steve Osnach, I think it is. Um, I'll, again, I'll put the link to it in the in the show notes, uh, where he talks about it, and you you can see some of the directly that when we don't actually address what is going on emotionally for us, and we try to ignore it, repress it, suppress it, or pretend that we are rising above it, because most people are. That's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to look a quote like a quote unquote nice person or a good person by quote unquote rising above. And all that rising above consists of is bundling and stuffing their emotions down as deep as possible and trying to ignore them. And that's when either you end up with an emotionally not being, that's we end up with a lot of wounds then that can easily get triggered. It's where all of a sudden you find yourself getting hugely angry about something seemingly innocuous, but actually that's triggering, because it's triggering an old wound. We haven't healed and processed, and so we're still carrying it with us. Um, Or we end up, I can't remember what the second option was. I was like deep in, I was, I was, I was in the flow then. There were two options. So like physical? Yes. Or exactly. Look at you. Reminding me of my thought train. (laughs) I'm in there. That's it. It's awesome. So, or it can end up then having, uh, where we end up having physical ailments because our body is responding to the fact that we have not processed our emotions effectively and we've not provided ourselves with the support and healing that we require in order to navigate through these situations. I feel like
1: ulcers are a big, like, The presence of them can often be, not always, but can often be almost mysterious. Like it's almost like all of a sudden there's just, Mm -hmm. I have an ulcer and it's, I've had them before. They're painful. And it's like, well, how did, like, what's going on in me? And a lot of times if you look at what is going on when something like that's present, there is a lot of unmet needs under the surface. There's... A lot more emotion in it than that's just physical. We tend to have a physical ailment and we're like, okay, we have to find the physical reason for this to happen Mm -hmm. and forget about that connection that is within all of us between our brain,
0: our bodies, Mm -hmm. and just our being in general. And it's like sometimes even the experience that we're having, um, I, I remember one of the things that I read in that book was they were saying about the fact that A lot of the times what comes what happens is someone says i'm having pain for example in my back and they go and have a scan and they go oh yeah you've got like bone degradation so that's what's causing the pain Well, what they're not doing is they're not scanning people who aren't in pain. So you don't know whether the pain is... And what they were saying is that when you scan... There's a lot of people who've got the same level of bone degradation, but they don't have the pain because the pain is not necessarily about... it's It's like correlation versus causation. Like what is actually the cause of it versus what appears to be the correlation. And it's like, oh, well, we're looking for a physical reason there's a physical reason that must be the reason it's happening kind of thing and without understanding the emotional body and the the impact that that the emotional body can have on our physical body like direct physical um direct physical impact um we we kind of miss a lot of the equation so one of the things that um I think is also important to say about rising above it is that sometimes rising above it is a way of trying to people please now we actually have a people pleasing series um coming up um the next three episodes after this one i think it is um that we're gonna be, um, going to be i'm going to in a little bit more detail but sometimes the rising above is like oh uh, it's like oh i don't want to upset this person um by addressing the fact that the thing they've done is not okay so i'm going to rise above it and actually it's a way of trying to it's and again it's still about it's still trying to make get our uh, needs met or it's like I, I want to be seen as a good person so even though this guy this person's been an asshole to me I want to be seen as a good person so I'm going to rise above it trying to get their value need met or it's like I'm afraid that my love need is not going to get met because I'm going to address this thing with this person and they're not going to like me anymore so I'm going to have less love need met in my life or it may be that um, this person is going to be upset with the fact that I have addressed and held them accountable Accountable for behaviour that's not okay, and because I feel responsible for their feelings, that's why my emotional experience and expression, like, so that's going to get impacted. So there's like all of these things that we can um, we can be doing same behaviour, but none of it is actually supportive of us or getting our needs met.
1: Would you say that um, it's also could be related to personal power if somebody's doing it to be better? Like, look at me, I'm better than you, yeah. rising above it.
0: Yeah, I think that that is, that is often a, a thing with, with the um, the kind of self-image of being a quote-unquote good person or a nice person. There is that, um, it's the superiority thing. And superiority is often value need and personal power need. Sometimes it's both, sometimes it's one or other. Um, but yeah, I think that sometimes it's like, look at me, aren't I a good person? Um, and so there's there is an element of, the personal power is not necessarily having personal power over somebody but it is more I, by being superior to them i feel more powerful in the situation than than this other person would feel so yeah i think there's definitely some of that um probably a little bit less of that than it is some of the others but that's definitely something that is one of the layers of nuance with this when it comes to our knees <laughs> Not that there's a lot of that or anything. Yeah, I mean, just a smidge of
1: nuance.
0: And I mean, I don't know about you, but when I I think about rising above it, like I can think of so many times in my life where I'm like, yes, I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to rise above this, mm-hmm. blah blah. And all that, I mean, I can. Im-, I'm how I've never had a stomach ulcer given all of the repression I've done throughout my life. I do not know because my emotion tends to get held in my stomach, like my all around my stomach, stomach, solar plexus area. That's where um, I, I kind of any emotional turmoil tends to sit there. Sometimes in my chest as well, but that's generally where it sits. And I've just churned, like I've been churning and churning and churning on it because I haven't risen to Above it. I'm still worrying on what's happened. Um, and I'm like, I'm trying to no, I'm no, I'm rising above it. And it's like, it's almost like um I find it's a little bit like an unmet need that these situations, because like if you have an unmet need that you're trying to ignore, <laughs> it's gonna get louder and louder and louder. So it's um, feather brick truck, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you haven't well, uh, listened to the episode, I'll share it in the show notes uh, where we talk about the feather brick truck. Like an unmet need initially is like a feather. It's like a whisper. And then it's like a brick. And then it's like a truck. Um And... Actual trucks sometimes show up in this. I can speak from personal experience, um, but I think the same is true with like an unresolved situation where it's kind of a similar thing because the unresolved situation is connected. That is impacting so many of your needs and compromising so many of your needs. That you, again, you get the same unmet need response to it where it's like, "All right, try not to think about it. No, go away." And it's like, it's like, "Oh, but I'm still here." And it's like, "Go away. I'm not listening." Like you don't. Like, I'm not not paying attention to you, but I'm still here. Like, and it's like the more you try to ignore it, the louder and more persistent it becomes until it becomes like almost the only thing that you can think about. And it's like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm rising above it. Well, actually it's dominating their experience and their life until it actually gets addressed.
1: Yeah, it's like dominating their thoughts Mm -hmm. and that's all they can focus on. And their feelings and... and they're giving both themselves and the people around them the lip service of I'm rising above it, look at me, I'm rising above it whether it's to themselves or to other people. but as Claire said, they go home and then they're just sitting there trying not to think about the thing mm. that they're rising above that like you can't rise rise above it and then just look down and stare at it the whole time. It defeats the purpose. <laughs> like, well, it's
0: like you can, but what's the point? Yeah. like I mean it's
1: like I'm rising above it. Well, isn't this an interesting view of that shit storm?
0: (laughs) It's kind of still there. It's not going anywhere. And that's the thing is that by quote unquote rising above it, it's not going anywhere. It's going to stay there. And so in order to actually address it, in order to actually move through it and actually to release it and start to heal from it, we have to go through it. We have to move through it. We have to move through and address. And so when we talk about processing and moving through it, like what do I mean? What we talk about in this is we look at. um, I can't think which episode it was that we started talking about the trauma, different episodes, the different trauma thing. Was that the Guilt and Shame series? I believe so. Yeah, I think it was the Guilt and Shame series. I think it was episode one of the Guilt and Shame series, which is episode 43. Um, Whenever. Welcome to my world. i'm having a serena moment today (laughs)
1: you're talking about we're talking about processing
0: through it right so how do we go through it so whenever we have a trauma which episode 43 um what a trauma is basically that um what happens when any of uh, one or more of our needs are impacted so when we have this thing that we need to rise above we were trying to rise above something it's going to be a trauma of some description it could be a slight trauma could be a significant trauma it could be a um, severe trauma it could be just in the moment or it could be sustained but it's going to be some kind of trauma that is causing us to want to rise above so what we want to do is we want to go into that situation and look at it and go right which needs have been impacted by this situation we want to notice and acknowledge here are the needs that have been impacted. And then what we do is we need to focus on what do we need to do to meet those needs? So for example, it might be emotional experience, expression. In order to meet that need, we need to feel what we're feeling about it, process how we're feeling about it, acknowledge it and express it. Now that expression could be, um, sometimes it could be just making the sound of the noise. It could be journaling about it. It could be talking to somebody about it. There's a whole bunch of different ways of processing and expressing it. Um, But that's what we want to do is we want to go, okay, this need has been impacted. So how do I meet this need? How do I do something that makes up for the fact that this need has been impacted? How do I heal the fact that this need has been impacted? Will I actually meet the need to the same extent that it was impacted by? And so that's what I mean, we talked about it in the resilience episode as well, episode 51, where we talked about resilience being the speed and effectiveness at which we can recover our unmet needs. And that's what we want to do is we want to engage with our resilience. We want to engage with actually meeting the needs that have been impacted by the situation when we talk about trying to quote unquote rise above it what we're trying to do is ignore the fact that our needs have been impacted and as we've talked about our needs do not get ignored well they do not do well with being ignored and they certainly don't do it quietly they will continue to let us know in increasingly forceful ways until we actually finally listen um just wondering like have you had any experience of the kind of rising above it biting you in the
1: ass pretty much and I I can't (laughs) like thinking back the amount of times that I've said I've done this in my past and the amount of times I can recall that it worked are nowhere near each other like I cannot think of a single example where I'm like oh this served me to rise above it and just rise above like
0: Without doing
1: anything. Cause Without doing the, anything, because it's not rising, that's not rising above it. Saying that you're rising above it isn't doing shit. It's saying that you're <laughs> rising above it. Like, I mean, and that's kind of the trick that I played on myself for many years in the toxic positivity realm of mm. like, no, I'm just not going to let it bother me. Okay, well, that's nice, but it does. Right. <laughs> like, and that's, I I would love to say, like, I'd love to give the example of when it worked, but I right. can't because it. In reality, it doesn't.
0: It's a great thought that it would, that we could just be like... i am got to say, no, you know what? It's not a great thought. It's a shitty thought that it would because it's only a good thought if it actually works. Works. (laughs) Which it doesn't because it's... And here's the thing. (laughs) But here's the thing, is the thought that it does, the thought that we are doing something is also what's meeting our needs. Like, we are getting our value need met by being, look at me, I'm a good person, I'm rising above. Like, we're trying to get our other needs met by playing this act and this pretense of I'm doing something that I'm not actually doing.
1: I think the better like instead of the frame I'm rising above it, it's like okay, I'm going to handle this in a way that honors me. I'm going to do this in a way mm-hmm. that's self first. Cuz I think a lot of times when people are talking about rising above stuff, it's the counteraction to a negative reaction, kind of quote unquote like the the only other option is to get into a confrontation yes. about it or to have it be a negative
0: thing I'm going to be a, rather than being an asshole and saying how I really feel mm-hmm. and being somebody who people could point the finger at and go oh god look at how they're, they're dealing with that in a crappy way you're absolutely right that that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to go oh no look aren't I a good person because I'm not doing that real not realizing there is another option as you said so there's
1: usually multiple options it's like okay can i process it myself how can i bring it
0: to this person like all of the different things there's but i think that the umbrella approach i think you're right is Mm. the self-first approach that all of those options fall under the self-first approach it's like how do we do this in a self-first way and that's that's what needs to really be
1: focused on because if you're doing it in a self-first way you're you're honoring yourself, you're meeting your needs, but you're not doing it to the detriment of yourself or anybody else, which is really important when we talk about uh, the interconnected interconnectedness aspect of our work. Mm-hmm. In, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the antidote to this
0: is being self-first. Right, and it's like, and recognizing, and if you go back to the self-first series where we talk about um, how to know the difference between harming somebody and taking on needs that weren't your responsibility, so often it's like, oh, well, I can't hold this person accountable because then that's going to be, that's me being mean to them. It's like, no, actually... There is nothing wrong with somebody facing the consequences of their poor choices. How you do it is the thing that will determine whether you're doing it in a self-first way or not. So if if Serena did something to me and I decide that I'm going to rather than rise above it, I'm going to address it. If I go if I go, "Oh my god, you're such an asshole." Like that's not a self-first way of doing things because I am approaching it in a way where I am compromising her value need and probably emotional experience expression need because of I am doing it in such a way where my actions will have a direct negative impact to her or it's a good there's a reasonable expectation that that would be the case Um, if I have it however say actually you know what that wasn't okay with me what you just did because this is how it impacted me Now, irrespective of how she responds to that, she may respond well, she may not respond well. But actually having her face the consequences of the choices that that she made and holding up the mirror and going, this isn't okay, that's not harming somebody else. That is accountability. That is consequences for their own behavior. And we can do it in a way which is, I'm still respecting her humanity. I'm not degrading her in any way. Um, because of the impact that I've that she's had to me but I can still respect her humanity and hold her accountable and be direct about the impact that she's had to my needs without kind of re- moving into that realm that Serena was talking about of like that uh that exploding or or, re- or reacting badly to what's happened and I think you're right I think there is this kind of pendulum swing swing of like oh well I don't want to react badly to it, and actually, that's what we want to do in that situation because we've been impacted. Our unmet needs are screaming, and because of our conditioning and our culture, the go-to is to to meet them in red spectrum ways, which normally is involves some form of retaliation or kind of pushing that, like having a go at the other person, shouting or screaming at them, so that they get the they have to face the consequence of what they've done. But how we're doing it is not in a way that is constructive and self first. And I think you're absolutely right. I think that this is self-first is absolutely the antidote to this It's like how do we navigate through this in a way that honors and respects our needs and that addresses what happens in a way that is respectful of the humanity of everybody involved and that's not to say that I'm 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 just want to be very mindful here something that comes up a lot around um, uh, this especially when it comes to social justice work is this kind of idea of like uh tone policing and um and uh, which is where if you you're you're telling somebody that they have to speak in a certain way now if you are the person who is from a marginalized group who has been impacted it's not my place to speak on how you should or shouldn't do that at all and never would i um What I'm saying is, in space, so I'm like, let's let's sort of lose the context of that for a second. Outside of that context, that those kind of situations require a slightly different approach, but in a situation where those aspects aren't relevant, it is so important that we find a way of recognizing that there's not a, you don't have the option of bad reaction or repressing and ignoring my needs. There is another way of approaching it, which is being self first.
1: And it's kind of you would, it there really is kind of a pendulum. It's like. The positive way to do it is to ride rise above the negative. The illusion weight, of the, the positive, positive way, weight, yeah, yeah, is rising above, and then the only other option is the negative, which is to actively engage, to confront, attack. to attack. Yeah. And I want to remind everybody that consequences, a, do not have to be a negative thing, like, mm-hmm. and they may be uncomfortable, but consequences consequences of somebody's actions in bringing those consequences to somebody who has caused the impact Mm -hmm. may make them uncomfortable most people don't like to be uncomfortable but that doesn't mean you're harming them and I know a lot of times there can be a hesitation with like oh is this harm like oh but look at how they're reacting if they're uncomfortable with the fact they fucked up good because that means that there's a potential for change there's something to anchor that feeling of like
0: oh this doesn't feel good within me go back to episode 43 where we talk about the difference between guilt and shame and this is what we talk about guilt being our humanity mechanism and it's working exactly as it's meant to if we've harmed somebody else and we feel bad about it that's how it's meant to work so make sure if you if you are
1: trying to process through and not rise above somebody and you get confronted with somebody being like oh like you're you're hurting me. You're harming me by telling me
0: what I've done wrong. Just, just, just this, this, this that's an that's an opportunity for you to check yourself, mm-hmm. um, and, and and especially check your privilege and see whether um, that is um, that is relevant to the dynamic as well. Um, but especially to check yourself and be like, actually, and, and normally, and we'll we'll get into this on another um, episode. I don't think we've I don't think we've done this episode yet where we're um, we want to talk about. Um, what happens I think we might be talking about it in the conflict series like when somebody says something that you are perceiving as an attack normally that's because it's landing on your unmet needs so if you want to um, make yourself more resilient to, to, to being able to hear things as what hear, hear what people are actually saying to you rather than perceiving it as being something that I've done wrong something I'm taking personally something that's that's there attacking me um, the best thing you can do is to support your own needs. Because I my needs are well met. If Serena points out that I've done something wrong, I'm my my go-to is I'm so sorry, and in fact, quite often Serena doesn't need to point it out that I've done wrong. Normally, I'll call myself in before that point. Like I'm like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. That's not how I want to operate. We had a situation last week where exactly that happened. I'm like, and a couple of times I called myself out, and I'm like, that's not okay. I'm really sorry, um, and and sort to kind of address it with uh, with her. Um, but the thing about it is, is that if we are in that space of. I've I'm, I'm lost it again <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with me today I'm normally so good with this I think I've had too many uh, technical um, uh, tech support issues today Your it's, brain is it's uh... sucked all the brains out of my ear um, You've got any idea what I was talking about? Um, I did until we just Sorry went on that I'm just scrolling. both um, <laughs>
1: Write in, let us
0: know what we were talking about <laughs> Yeah, we are. We're on. We're on form today. This is not normally how we are. If this is your first episode you've ever listened (laughs) to, I apologize. We're normally so much better than that. Uh, But welcome to the wholeness of and and this the thing. We're not perfect. We're human. We make mistakes sometimes, and sometimes we forget what we're saying several times within the same episode. (laughs) Um, So this is normally your job, not mine, (laughs) right? And now I'm like, well. i I had you i had you earlier yeah absolutely now both of us have have kind of lost the thread but ultimately what we're saying is is that um, one of the ways in order to to protect yourself from i think this is where i was at from reacting to um, somebody else's Mm. um directly saying that like communicating with you that's what it is is that Sometimes we would react to a communication as if it is an attack and as if it is um, personal. And actually, we're not listening to what they're saying. Normally, we're interpreting that through our unmet needs. So if I I already, my value need is already unmet. Like, I'm going to interpret that as, oh, I'm not, I've not done good enough or what have you. Not done good enough. Great English today, Claire. Um, is that incorrect? I'm not sure. Often. It didn't sound right. Um, but then... <laughs> But the thing about it is, is that if your needs are well met, if somebody brings something to you, you can listen to the communication for what it is, not through the filter of your unmet needs. So when Serena points something out to me, I'm like, okay, I can hear what you're saying. If my needs are unmet, it might land a little wonky, but I'm still. Chances are, I'm still streets ahead of the majority of people because my needs are better met than most. So that enables me to respond in a more um, effective and cooperative and collaborative way and
1: it's not always based on what the person is saying or what's being said mm-hmm. it's also how tone may land with you mm-hmm. how body movement that could have nothing to do with anything a lot of times when i get tired i get quiet i get a little bit i want to say snappy but my answers are short Shorter, just because yeah. of capacity and there have been times where my husband's like hey what's going on and i'm like oh that not you. I'm just, I'm in my own space. And if we didn't have the communication where he could be like, oh, okay, what's this? There would be more conflict right. taking things personally, me taking things personally, him taking things personally. Yeah. And that that's a challenge for a, a lot of people. A lot of relationships mm-hmm. is that my unmet needs are
0: leading me to believe something that may not necessarily be true (laughs) and I think that's actually another podcast um, that we need to do we need to do an episode on that because that's a big thing that comes up a lot of the time Mm -hmm. Um, I think that while we are ahead I think that we should end things for today (laughs) before before we forget about what we don't know we're going to talk about (laughs) (laughs) anything you would like to add to this (laughs) nothing of any substance So um, as I said, this is kind of a nice little lead into our next little series, which is on people pleasing. So this is one of the ways that people can please and can show up. There's a whole bunch of others and there's a lot that we can offer that will help support you if you find yourself in those habits on a fairly regular basis. So come back for that. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being with us. Stay safe, take care, and remember between now and next time to continue to meet your own needs. Lots of love. Bye. Bye, friends. That's it for today. If you like what you heard... I would like to see some of Serena's awesome facial expressions. Check out the video podcast on YouTube. And remember, rising above is never a good strategy for meeting your needs. Instead, we suggest taking a self-first approach to moving through these situations. Well, shit. It really is that simple.